0: Hey moms, this is Heidi St. John. I'm coming to you this morning from my little corner of the world in Washington State. I wanna talk to you today about telling your children uh, and showing your children what it means to be an image bearer of the King of Kings, what it means to be an image bearer of God. But before I do, I want you to know that our podcast is sponsored. I said this last time. This series is sponsored by YWAM Publishing. I hope you guys will go and check them out, ywampublishing.com. Our family has been reading the Christian Heroes Then and Now series for about 18 years and have been blessed beyond measure by reading these books to our children. It's a worthwhile investment. Um, I'm always telling moms you can get a book from— YWAM for about $7.50, and you can make an entire unit study out of it. Uh, You can study history and uh, geography with your kids while you study the life of someone who uh, followed the Lord. So I hope you'll check them out at ywampublishing.com. So today, I want to just kind of, I don't know, uh, continue with what I've been talking about in the last podcast and I found a devotional. There's a book, and I will link to this in the podcast. Um, if you're listening to me on iTunes, you can go to busymom.com and you can uh, listen in there. Also, uh, just click on the podcast tab at the top of my page, and you'll see the podcast come down. And underneath that podcast, I will link to the to the materials that I reference. So there's a link there for Why Mom Publishing, and there's also a link for some of my favorite uh, parenting books, uh, books that have encouraged me over our twenty-four years of parenting. Um, but I want to to uh, encourage you today uh, to check out a book that my friend Dorinda got for me. It's called New Morning Mercies. It was written by Paul David Tripp, one of the greatest theologians I believe of our time. He's just got a great way of communicating God's heart, and he has a gentle way um, that I think is convicting for Christians and also encouraging. And uh, I just happened to pick it up uh, a couple of days ago because I was talking uh, to our kids about how God made what what, everything that we see was made by God. And there's something in the human spirit, whether we're believers or not, uh, I think that intrinsically knows that Uh, because the Bible says that we were made in the image of God, that we were made in God's image, Imago Dei, the image of God. Uh, The Bible says in 126 through 27, Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, Male and female, he created him. So what does it mean to be created in God's image? Well, the Hebrew root of the Latin phrase for image of God, imago Dei, means image, the shadow or likeness of God. And you and your children are a snapshot. Of God, and at the very least, this means that humans occupy a place in the created order because we alone were created in the image of God, and I think there therein lies the rub, right? I told uh, some some women at a conference I was speaking at a few weeks ago that I've had the opportunity over the years to talk to people about my faith. You know, mostly when I'm on airplanes and <laughs> going from one place to the other, because people find it fascinating that I would be crazy enough to have seven children and crazier still to homeschool them. Why would I do that? And it inevitably leads to, this was a call of God on my life. Uh, Not a legalistic thing, but just an, an act of obedience. And then inevitably the question comes up, well, why do you believe that there's a God? And that opens the door. It gives me the opportunity to say, wow, look out your, look out your window. You know, I just don't believe that this is an accident. I don't believe that the world is an accident, that every, uh, a living creature that breathes so different, each to their own kind, that they just came from some, you know, uh, crazy big bang somewhere, or that they crawled out of some primordial ooze and evolved into d- several different species of animal and insects and mammals. And I just, I can't buy it. I think it takes more faith to believe that that just happened than it takes to believe that there's a creator. And that's what we've always told our children. And this idea That we are image bearers of God, I think, plays right into that because we we know intrinsically that we we bear the image. That a lot of us, you know, we kind of we want to be gods in our own in our own life. We've been imprinted with godlike characteristics, and we feel the greatest pleasure and wholeness. When we, have, when we become all that God has created us to be. And in this book, I w- was referencing uh, in uh, Paul David Tripp's book called New Morning Mercies. I actually just wanna read a uh, part of this to you because I think it's a great, uh, um, it's a little bit, you know, this isn't necessarily a devotional for children, but it sure has been an encouragement to me. And he says, we were on, this kind of goes back to the podcast from the other day where I was talking about only God can make a seed. So uh, Paul Tripp has said, we were on our way to the local mall with two, with our two young boys, when the three-year-old asked out of the blue, Daddy, if God made everything, did he make the light poles? Now, you guys know, your kids have probably asked you that, right? My kids will be like, well, who made the house? You know, who made the car? That kind of thing. And he says, I had that thought that all parents have again and again as they deal with the endless why questions that little one asks. How do we get from where we are to where we need to be in this conversation or why does he have to ask me why questions all the time human beings have a deep desire to know and understand we spend much of our daily mental time trying to figure things out we don't live by instinct we don't leave we don't leave our lives alone We are all theologians. I love that. He's right. We are all philosophers. We are all archaeologists who dig into the mounds of our lives to try to make sense of the civilization that is our story. This God-designed mental motivation is accomplished by wonderful and mysterious analytical gifts. They drive this drive, and those gifts set us apart from the rest of creation. They are holy, created by God to draw us to Him, so we can know him and understand ourselves in light of his existence and will. And here is the part where it gets tricky. But sin makes this drive and these gifts dangerous. They tempt us to think that we can find our own hearts by figuring it all out ourselves. It's that if only I could understand this or that, then I'd be secure way of living, but it never works. In your most brilliant moment, you will still be left with the mystery of your life, sometimes even painful mystery. We all face things that appear to make little sense and don't seem to serve any good purpose, so rest is never found in the quest to understand it all. No, rest is found in trusting the one who understands it all and rules it all for his glory and for our good. Psalm 62, 5-7 through seven says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress I will not be be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock. God is my refuge. I said a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that we have a president, Barack Obama, in office right now who is basically elected on two words, hope and change. And yet we see in the Psalms, in Psalm 62, that God alone is our hope. Our hope only is ever going to be found in Him. And if we're going to teach our children what it means to be an image bearer, what it means to be um, made, imago Dei, in the image of God, we've got to show them where we go to find the answers that we need in this life, in this culture. And the answers for the struggles that we're facing in the generation that we are living in are not going to be found on Capitol Hill. And they're not going to be found in our schools and they're not going to be found in textbooks. The answers that we need are found in the word of God. I told several mothers last week, I had the opportunity to uh, do a webinar for a group of moms in Los Angeles. And I told them that I really believe that the homeschooling movement, the Christian homeschool movement in many ways has been hijacked by this idea that we have to have 100% academic excellence. And I'm not knocking academics, all right? I'm just saying, I think that there's a bigger purpose in educating our kids. Luke 6.40 says that the student will be like his teacher. When a child is fully trained, the Bible says he'll be like his teacher. What are we teaching our kids about being made in the image of God? Do they know that they were made to be set apart, that they were made in the image of God? Do your kids know what it means? Do you know what it means to be an image bearer? It means that we reflect the one who made us—heart, soul, mind, body. We are all image bearers of the King of Kings. Now, that's going to make you unpopular. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's unpopular to say I'm an image bearer of the King of Kings. But you know what? It's also Jesus said he was unpopular. The world hated him. The Bible says. And I think it's time for Christians to start taking back ground that the enemy has stolen from us. And oftentimes it's not even ground that he's stolen. It's just ground that we've given up because we've decided it's not worth the fight or we're too tired or it doesn't really matter anyway. And we're making emotional arguments to spiritual questions. We're giving emotional answers to spiritual questions. And we are in a spiritual war. As image bearers of the King of Kings, we have an obligation to find out what it looks like. How does God want us to reflect back his creativity, his love, his heart? Because we are spiritual beings. The Bible says we're spiritual, not because we're just spiritual, but because we're made in the image of God and God is spirit. Right in the second verse of the first chapter of Genesis, we read that the spirit of God was hovering over the water. And every human possesses spiritual aptitude and, ca- and capacity. That's why you, any place you go, uh, whether it's someone who calls himself an atheist, atheists are highly spiritual people. They're just running as fast as they can from their spirituality. I met a young woman uh, several months ago who said that she was an agnostic and we talked about that for a while. And she said, you know, how can you uh, believe in a God who would allow all these things that you see around you to happen, why are you teaching your children? Because we were talking about uh, the culture and just things that she is observing as someone who doesn't, who believes that there's God, but who believes He doesn't care about her. You see, she cannot. She she's like me. She looks at the creation and just goes, "That dude, that did not just happen, right? The world did not just evolve. The world did not just spring into existence." So she, her inner spirit, her spirit is bearing witness to that. And in fact, the Bible says that if we won't do it, even the rocks will cry out. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon or gone up the Columbia River Gorge or visited the petrified forest in Arizona? The fingerprints of God are all over his creation. And yet we are doing everything we can to reject his teaching because human beings don't like to be told what to do. We wrestle with our flesh. We have a sin problem. And sin, like I said last week, kidnaps the desires of our heart. It blinds our eyes. It makes us go weak in the knees. And over this next couple of podcasts, I'm going to encourage you as you're raising your children to strengthen your resolve. I see a lot of Christians who have gone weak in the knees where uh, social issues are concerned, but you guys, God is not silent on the issues of this generation because they're not different than they were 10,000 years ago. Human beings are not different. We wrestle with the same things. And I'm gonna encourage you, go back to the word of God. Go back to the owner's manual. God gave you an owner's manual and he wants you to walk by his spirit. I feel like we are uh, intimidated as Christians in this culture by what the world is telling us we should do. And we are reaping devastating consequences for it in our homes and in our churches. It's time to come back to the owner's manual To say again, yes, I was made in the image of God. I've been set apart for a purpose. I've been redeemed. God, the Bible says, has redeemed my life from the pit. And in Psalm 104, 7, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You have the hope and change inside of you as children of God that this nation is looking for. You've been set apart, redeemed. What does it look like? to be an image bearer in your neighborhood. Ask yourself that today as you're going about your day. What does it look like for me to be an image bearer? How can I show my children? How can I best reflect the image of God to my neighbors in my churches? How can I can I tell the truth in love in a way that makes the heart of God for man known? You can do it because the Bible says you were made in the image of God, born with a purpose and loved infinitely just where you are. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.